2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And while this verse is speaking about the change God makes in each of us as we become followers of Christ, I think one of the lessons it may also be teaching is that change can be good if it's the right kind of change. Now, speaking personally for a moment, I find that when facing change, when becoming something new, it's important to remember why God made us new in the first place. Why are we here? What's our purpose? What did and is God calling us to do? Today, we'll introduce something new, or in this case, someone new, and we'll remember something old, what God called us to do here and why we keep doing it. That's all ahead on today's brand new edition of Licensed to Parent. Well, greetings, fellow fearless parents, and welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is, as we've said before, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for troubled teens, and our goal here on the program is to take what we learn each day on the proving grounds of a residential program and share it with you so that you can become more intentional in the way you raise your children and avoid the need of a residential program altogether. Our host on Licensed to Parent is Trace Embry, founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, uh, I've been looking back over the calendar recently, and it has been quite a while since I first started working with you on this program. In fact, it was January of 2013. Uh, so that's been a little over nine years. That was when we recorded our first program together. I took over as producer and co-host from Isaac Feynman. And uh, it's been a real treat. We've we've mentioned before, you and I share this in common, each of us has five kids, all grown now. But I tell you... One I, of each. To, <laughs> or five of each or whatever. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a mixed batch. And my, my mother-in-law, by the way, has said about my kids, they're like five points on a star. They're as opposite from each other as they can be, even with an odd number. But um, with these kids... I, I thought I'd kind of done all the aspects of parenting one can do, but in working with you and with the folks at Shepherd's Hill, I have learned so much. And, and I've seen time and time again that as much as our kids think they're the first ones to have experienced this challenge or that one, God certainly knew then what it took to train up children, and God certainly knows now what it takes. His word and his principles are timeless, and you see that every day at Shepherd's Hill, don't you? Absolutely, and we've got kids from all over the country, 19 other countries, so they come from all kinds of backgrounds, but yet that same Bible, the Word of God, is used in an integral way to bring transformation to these kids, and certainly the Spirit of God that resides here, and I've had people take one step out of their vehicles when they arrive. And it's like, my stars, I, I am sensing the Spirit of God here. And I hear that regularly, over and over again. And so it's, it's that common uh, theme of, of God's presence, whether it be his written word, his you know, uh, spoken word, you know, his spirit. It's, it, it's here, and, and that's what's transforming the lives of these kids. Well, the thing that has... Um gripped me is the way that you follow Christ and the way that you also point out what you and I would now call the obvious. And we've said it many times that um, it's really common sense, or it's really what used to be common used sense. To be. As far as common sense is concerned, even the people who are unbelievers, uh, because of Christianity's history around the world and in our country, they their, their point of reference, if they're honest with themselves, is still 
from a biblical worldview as far mm-hmm. as what right and wrong, good and evil are. But they they have the luxury of picking and choosing uh, right and wrong. There's some things they like, you know, no racism. You know, that's that's a no no. Uh, know this, know that. Yeah, you need to be kind to others, love one another if, if they're def- if they're defining it right. Um, but uh, they do want their sexual freedom, and uh, that they don't want uh, tampered. And that's really at the root of a lot of their rebellion mm. from what they would call organized religion, uh, what I would call God's ecosystem. Well, I know that some of the myriad problems that our culture is going through, uh, that that's behind what years ago led you and your wife Beth into starting Shepherd's Hill. I mean, clearly it was God's call, but it was God's call to address specific uh, issues, and we're going to talk about some of those in a moment. But um, I want to revisit uh, not only that, but also what led you to start this radio program. There's several things that we want to that we want to cover on today's program. I did mention though that that I have grown kids, five of them, all grown. Having grown kids, though, of course, means that I too must be grown, and uh, I'm in my 60s now, which by most counts isn't all that old. Uh, but I'm I'm telling this for a specific reason. I've also been a type 1 diabetic for over 50 years. And unfortunately, that has brought with it some new health challenges as I've gotten older. And in an effort to take care of those things, and if God is willing to uh, be in good enough shape to finish well what he's called me to do. And so for that reason, uh, on today's program, we're talking about some changes coming to the program, one of which is that I am changing my role here with Licensed to Parent. Uh, over the coming months, I'm going to be moving more into an off-air producer's role, and I'm handing over my work as co-host on the program to someone else, and we'll introduce that someone else in just a moment. Yeah, and Rich, you know, i got to say, uh, you've brought a measure of professionalism, uh, knowledge, uh, both technical and uh uh, otherwise, uh, to this broadcast that got us to a point where broadcasting in the middle of a horse pasture, uh, I mean literally in the middle of a horse pasture, uh, has brought us to uh, being nominated a couple of times for NRB Program of the Year. And I'm not a radio guy. I, I really don't care to be one. I feel like I feel constrained to, to do what I'm doing. And uh, you have led me to a place where you know, even though I'm not all that confident even today uh, doing radio, you've led me to a place where I would feel a whole lot more comfortable doing it now than I did before. And you said that very elegantly, and I appreciate that because I was sort of trying to say the same thing about the way that you've opened my eyes to a whole lot of things in parenting that I was blind to. So I guess God has brought various strengths together to be able to uh, put a radio program together that, that talks about parenting in a way that most other programs don't. Uh, But it's also brought someone new to our uh, microphones, and I want to introduce her now because um, strange as it's going to be, she's going to be standing in my shoes. No, sitting in my – anyway, she's going to be replacing me, and that's the good (laughs) news. Her name is Michelle Hill. Uh, Michelle's been involved in ministering to families for uh, quite a while. In fact, more than 17 years, she worked as a producer and a host at Family Life with Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine. She has also been a foster mom and worked to mentor girls exiting the foster program, both really important things in our world today. And she has a real passion for what we're doing here at Shepherd's Hill, so we'll find out more about that in just a moment. But Michelle, first of all, welcome to Licensed to Parent, and more importantly, welcome to the Licensed to Parent family. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And Rich, I don't know how I'm going to fill those shoes that you are leaving behind. I hope I can at least fill 
part of them, maybe. I'm not sure. But I am excited to be here at Shepherd's Hill and most importantly at Licensed to Parent. When I left Family Life, I went to become producer at Revive Our Hearts, a women's ministry. And, and I love what I'm doing at Revive Our Hearts. But I miss the aspect of family. And one thing that I learned at Family Life was how important it was to see families thrive mm. and to watch God work. And so I was very excited when um, when you guys approached me about being co-host because I want to be back in that sphere and watching God work. And I have seen and heard testimonies of young people at Shepherd's Hill and have heard how God has just done amazing, amazing things. And so I'm excited to be a part of what you guys do. Well, we're grateful that you've carved out some time to be with us. I will point out you are still working with Revive Our Hearts as well. So. Yes. Uh, does that make you bivocational? I'm not sure, but <laughs> oh, that's true. I am now. Yeah, well, we're, Bi's too. Well, we are. We Two are, vocations. We are glad to have you <laughs> spending at least part of your time here, and it uh, it certainly will uh, free me up to do some other things that uh, that that I've got on my uh, back burners as well. They're trying to move to the front. He's always wanted to play yard darts. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Shuffleboard, all the, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all those things, all those things. But uh, that does bring us around to the something old part of the conversation. And no trace, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you. But that uh-huh. is what Shepherd's Hill is all about. Because the reason the three of us are here today is because of our love and investment for the ministry of Shepherd's Hill. And we wouldn't be putting our time in here if there weren't a valuable call that that God called you to trace. So um, let's let's go back over it. And we talked about this on a program uh, not all that long ago. But in in brief, anyway, what is Shepherd's Hill all about? What did God call you to do here? And I guess equally as important, do you feel that the call is the same today as it was originally? Absolutely the same. I'll get that one out of the way. Uh, we don't have enough time to to share all that God. Uh, brought my wife and my family and, and, and me through to to get to the place where we definitely heard that we're supposed to be working with troubled teenagers. If if someone wants to go to Amazon and, and get our book, it, it's A to Z. I guarantee that it won't disappoint you as far as affirming your faith and uh, affirming that what we've begun here and sustained here and grown here at Shepherd's Hill is wrought in God. Uh, this is not my idea, never was my idea, didn't want to do it. Even after we got here, purchasing a 60-acre farm with $200, our last $200, by the way, when I was a full-time Bible college student with three kids, uh, thought we would be working with youth, but certainly not in this capacity. And it took us seven years, mm. seven years, for God to get our attention to the point where the vision was clarified. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this in the book, but I'll, I've mentioned this on the broadcast. Uh, Oswald Chambers said something that was very, very insightful, and it's impacted me ever since I first read it. You cannot attain to a vision. You must live in the inspiration of the vision until the vision accomplishes itself. And that way you know it was, uh, you know, Rotting God, and uh, you're just kind of going along for the ride. You're just kind of obeying. <laughs> and that's what Shepherd's Hill is. And, and, and yeah. licensed parents is the same thing. 
Let me mention real quick, you, you've referenced your book a couple of times, and you said it's on Amazon. Indeed, it is. Uh, you can go to Amazon and look it up. But the title is The Miracles, that's plural, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, An Extraordinary Odyssey of Divine Interventions. And uh, Trace, we were, uh, I guess we saw that released back in uh, around Thanksgiving. Even the book was part of God's plan because I, I want to encourage just the average Joes, and I am an average Joe, believe me, uh, that, uh, you know, if you just obey God, if you obey the light he gives you, he'll give you more light. And whether you're a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, uh, it is possible for you to see God do miracles in 21st century America. Talk about insight for today's culture, though, because I know that's uh, a line we've used on Licensed to Parent a bit. But um, That's our tagline. Yeah, but it's 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 also at the heart of what you're trying to do with uh, with some of the kids here. And I think a lot of parents still, even if you've been listening to this program for a while, you may not really catch on to how much of an influence culture is having on us. And you're trying to turn that around. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, Rich, everybody knows that culture influences people. I mean, inf- influences their religion. It influences some of the wacky idios- idiosyncrasies. Someone once said, you know, in some cultures they love their neighbors and others they eat them. And th- these are things that that were de- developed because of cultural influences. And I think our culture has changed so much, since, particularly since the 1960s, that we, like frogs in that, you know, boiling water, have just kind of acclimated to all the, the sin and perversion that's taken place to the point where we're comfortable with it now and to, to do something that is more in, in congruent with God's will and God's word looks pretty doggone odd, uh, whereas, you know, a few decades ago it didn't. And it's just like progressively just falling off the table sharper and sharper to the point where, I mean, who, you know, who would have believed, uh, you know, a, a decade ago uh, that um, women and women could be men and that two men could get married and two women could get married. And, and I can go on. It's just... It, it's crazy. And uh, so the culture has a tremendous influence. Most parents know that. What they don't know is how much of an influence. And that's what we try to get across. Well, in hearing the background of Shepherd's Hill, now I need to sort of turn our conversation a little bit because I want to know where radio came from. Where did this program begin? It came out of the call to build a residential program for troubled teens. However, you know, in my first official duty as incoming co-host of this program, we're going to need to take a break. That's my first official duty. This is Licensed to Parent, and when we continue, you'll find out why this is Licensed to Parent. I'm Michelle Hill. Stay with us. Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. 
In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by troubledteen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. I'm Michelle Hill with Rich Rosal and Trace Embry. And Trace, you explained about God's call to work with troubled teens and their families. But I'm curious, how did this call in your life find you doing a radio program? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, I kept getting the tap on the shoulder that uh, what we were doing in this little whistle stop of, you know, Martin, Georgia, was exactly what God would want more people to know. But, you know, we're only licensed for 35 families a year. And yeah, those families go out and and they do reach other people and those people reach other people starting from the nucleus that, you know, here at Shepherd's Hill. But the Lord was really wanting more and and parents started saying these things. And they're they're like, you know, uh, from our parent conferences and and, and our uh, monthly uh, workshops and things. They say, this stuff's got to get out. Th- this is stuff that I'm not hearing or, you know, no one's talking about this. And, you know, everyone's asking, you know, the, the same old, same old questions. And you guys are forcing us to think about other things that might be, you know, influencing our kids' behaviors and their attitudes and their worldview and causing them to uh, rebel and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, so I had a couple parents who actually uh, said, look... <laughs> It got to the point where they said, you're in sin if you don't start a radio program. This is, you know, I don't think podcasts were, if they were, I, weren't, I wasn't familiar with them. Uh, and so uh, we did. I've, 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 it took me about two years of wrestling before God about it. And um, we started our first program as a live call-in program uh, mm. out of Greenville, South Carolina. And from, from there, it just kind of blossomed. Certain, wow. and we do talk a little bit about this in our book, but things happened to where uh, some folks really were being blessed by it, and uh, they built us a radio studio right here on the campus of Shepherds Hill. And it, it's like, this thing didn't cost me anything. I'm just going to uh, walk through the doors that, that God opens up, and now we're a nationally syndicated <laughs> broadcast that uh, has uh, kind of blossomed. I'm going to try that line, by the way, that you're in sin if you don't hire me to do radio or something. What was the line again? I'm just, I'm just making notes for my future. You know? yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually heard, heard that exact phrase, and it resonated with what I was feeling and, and until someone came along and confirmed it. And, and again, if, if you read the miracles of Shepherd's Hill, you'll find that God does work through circumstance. Yeah. 
And if you obey the light he gives you, he'll give you more light. And it is a 300-page, bumper-to-bumper series of 30-year uh, miracles that uh, you can't explain in any other way. And, and that thing that you said uh, was, I, I think, is, is a lesson that I've learned from you and from others. But, but you press it home so well. And that is, uh, many, many times Christians think that God gives them a list of things not to do. And as long as you don't do those things, you're not sinning. But he also gives you a list of things to do. And if yeah, you Sins fail, of omission and commission. Exactly. <laughs> if you fail to do what he's called you to do, then you're also in sin. You're missing the mark. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. I, I appreciate learning that over the years through you. Well, took some hard knocks for me to learn it. Now, Trace, how do you feel that Licensed to Parent is different than some of the other family broadcasts that are out there on, in radio land and in podcast land? Many things, uh, actually. I mean, a licensed parent, we're not just coming at parenting issues with uh, mere theories from behind a desk or ideas, you know, from any number of books in addition to the Bible. Uh, we actually have a proving ground here at Shepherd's Hill where, you know, we get to see the, the principles and mandates of Scripture uh, actually supported by the best and most recent science working in real time in tandem. And, you know, the neat thing is that, that none of it contradicts what Scripture has already put in our heads and uh, the Holy Spirit is already put in our hearts. And it, it's not like we work with these families for only an hour a week or just once in a while. I mean, we're in therapeutic communication with these families for an entire year. We're with their kids 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, sometimes longer. So we get to know their issues pretty well, which includes how they're processing information, uh, real-time scenarios, our, 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 our culture, as Rich mentioned, uh, e- e- each other, one another, and, and, and the Word of God. Uh, what, do they, what do they think of the Word of God? How are they interpreting? Do they know it? Uh, so unlike traditional secular therapy, we begin everything from a spiritual perspective and a biblical worldview. So we, do, we don't go into the, the healing process with one hand behind our back by making the mistake uh, in believing that you know, all people are fundamentally human beings who occasionally have spiritual experiences. No, we, we believe that people are fundamentally spiritual beings who are currently having a human experience. But this premise flies in the face of a lot of parenting professionals, even some Christian parenting professionals, and especially those who start with the premise that secular therapeutic theory uh, should be the final arbiter of truth when it comes to raising healthy kids. So anyway, at Licensed Parent, we take the, uh, what we observe and understand about raising healthy kids and families from our experiences at Shepherd's Hill. And so we do our best to convince the masses that uh, uh, just maybe we might actually know what we're talking about. I, I would point out, too, that our, our methods on the program have never been one of step one, do this, step <laughs> two, do that. But we, we talk so more about So it's not formulaic the- sort of thing. It, no. It's not, and the reason for that is, boy, I think about this throughout Christianity. We are so big on following the rules that we mm-hmm. forget the whys behind the rules. So true. And uh, and and you get lost. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the questions the kids ask here regularly, the whys. And we give them the whys as we understand them. Sometimes the why is, the answer to why is, I don't know. But I think the great thing here is that when the, when the kids have been here long enough, they themselves will actually articulate exactly what and who, because it is a who, uh, has actually opened their eyes to the deeper truths uh, and, and those moral principles responsible for their transformed lives and their new and healthier perspectives on all of reality. And uh, this has got to be their idea. You know, it's got to be the parents' idea. And it's a lot easier to, 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 to bring these sometimes new concepts uh, and ways of life to the kids than it is the parents. You know, it's that old old dog learning new tricks idea. Well, I hate to say it, but we have burned up the clock, 
and um, that went fast. Run out of time. It sure did, man. Does <laughs> three of us <laughs> trying to fit it in here? <laughs> I do hope, though, that that will give you some idea of why we do what we do here and why we've been doing what we do here for so long. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, change is happening, and in the coming months, you're going to be hearing more and more of Michelle. I'm happy to say, and less and less of me. I'm even happier to say. Uh, in fact, Michelle, next week, uh, you and Trace will be talking with author Arlene Pellicane about practical and effective ways to help teens navigate life without having to rely on a smartphone. What can you tell us about that? Arlene has three teenagers, and not a one of them have a smartphone. God and she has some really great practical advice on, and it's not a formula. Not, I mean, kind of like what we were just talking about a few moments ago. It's not a formula, but just some great advice on how to walk parents through either having a limited smartphone or not having a smartphone at all. And here's a little of what you'll hear. Now, Arlene, I know your kids are mostly screen-free. Help us understand that, because yeah. I'm sure some parents are listening now, sure. just especially in our last five minutes, going, that's my kid. I can't. I have to let them have a, a yes. device. Well, I will tell you, Screen Kids, the book, will kind of help you understand the why of why we did it. And from the time they were very young, they knew like, you know, hey, you know, when you grow up, you are not going to have a smartphone. <laughs> they kind of like all knew that. Right. And then when they're younger, you, you're you at a restaurant, you're at a friend's house, you're at a play date. And they talk about, and notice how those people, they didn't even look at each other. They were looking at their phone the whole time. Notice mm-hmm. you were at the play date and that person just played on their iPad the whole time when you were trying to say, let's play tag or let's do this. And they just sat there with their iPad. So they've kind of seen it played out. So none of my kids have social media. I have a a senior in high school, a sophomore and a seventh grader. They do not have smartphones and they don't have social media, but we have a lot of tech. So, you know, they have computers from school. They use my phone when they want to look. So my Instagram page is filled with like tennis stars (laughs) and like dude perfect because that's what my kids (laughs) like. And I don't mind that. Let it populate. I don't care. You know, so they know they can look at that for 15 minutes and then that kind of just shuts down. And that's, I'm okay with that because I know who they're looking at. It gives them an outlet to follow the people that they like, et cetera. And what my daughter said was, you know what, mom, uh, in seventh grade, a girl said to me, you're really lucky. And she was like, why? Because you're not addicted to this device. I hear that and stuff all the yeah, time. My daughter was like, what? Yeah. She was so surprised by that. Yep. And so she has found that I'd rather have one person in real life, you know, be my friend and mm-hmm. say, you're a good friend than have all these followers and it be empty. And she kind of can recognize for herself, hey, that social media between people, that's really shallow. And she really has as a sophomore in high school, she's understood that for herself. So what are some of the workarounds that you guys have put into place? So my son, who's the senior, he's the captain of the debate team. He's got to get in touch with the team. So he has a Google voice number. And so it's a free voice from Google. And he uses it uh, at the computer that's in our uh, family room. And what he has said is, you know what, mom, there are people who won't be your friends because you don't play a certain video game or you're not there on social media, don't understand things. But he's like, those are the people that you don't really want to be friends with because that's the... That's the bar they set. You have Mm. to do that. He's like, there are tons of people, mom, that they have those things. They play those games, but they don't mind that you don't play them. They're actually kind of fascinated and they'll still be your friend. And that's the kind of person, mom, that I want to be around. Again, that's just a taste of what you'll hear next week with Arlene Pellicane and the new co-host, Michelle Hill, and of course, Trace Embry. 
And we're looking forward to that and uh, yeah. looking forward to all that you're going to be bringing to the program, Michelle. This is an exciting time for me and for us, and uh, we're grateful to have you on the team. Thank you. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to learn even more about our ministry here at Shepherd's Hill or learn about Licensed to Parent, please visit our website, LicensedToParent.org. And to get the entire story, let me again mention Trace's new book entitled The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, An Extraordinary Odyssey of Divine Interventions. It's available on Amazon in both paperback and a Kindle edition. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. And on behalf of Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill. And I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.